and hello everybody everybody hello and welcome to we seen it yes it is a weekly podcast that focuses in all the movies tv and entertainment in between i am one of your hosts pat and this is kev and how is everybody doing today thank you thank you you're far too kind what's going on kevin man how you doing bro doing good man uh it's a good weekend nice yeah. weather we uh um, supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a tropical storm weather but I did not see it at all. <laughs> it was real beautiful out here in South Florida. We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot of stuff um, coming up that we're going to be talking about. And we're also going to be reviewing the Cabinet of Curiosities yeah. that recently came out on Netflix. Uh, we checked out, really enjoyed it. Uh, what do you want to begin with, Pat? Um, let's talk about these new trailers that dropped uh, over... The, uh, over the fall, like in October and a little bit in November. Um, I say we start off with John Wick because that's the freshest one. Uh, what do you think about it? Are you looking forward to the fourth re- uh, reiteration of uh, the John Wick? So I have uh, something to admit. Mm. I've only seen the first one. <laughs> I've only seen So I definitely, I, I did like the trailer. Um that's wild, man. And <laughs> but this gives me now the excuse to actually do a, a binge watch of all the movies I put think, together. I think you'll be able to watch it on. I want to say Peacock. I think I I uh, I watched uh, all three of them on Peacock before. I want to say that it's, it's on one of these streaming services that you can watch yeah. all of them. I think last night I was going through the streaming services. I think I uh, the was the last one Parabellum. Yeah. Uh, I think that one's on Tubi. So, yeah, I think I'm going to just watch all of them before the, the new one comes out. But trailer looks great. Um, it's, I mean, one thing I will say about these John Wick trailers, they've been super consistent. Yeah. Like, very consistent. nothing but dope-ass action. And there's always, like, a um, there's a cameo by a uh, an actor or an actress uh, that you... That you pseudo know or you just know, like uh, there was Common and I think the second one. Uh, Common and uh, I forgot that androgynous uh, woman. She also played a uh, bat, bat girl, Batwoman mm. in the CW show. She was in that one. And the follow one, they had oh, uh, uh, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. And then yeah. the other one, they had uh, Holly Berry in it, yeah. which was a shocker to me. I didn't know that she, uh, she was going to be in the movie, which was pretty cool to see her in the trailer and in the movie as well. Um, and in this one, um, who did? Oh, they had the guy who plays uh, it, the clown. Yeah, and he was uh, also in uh, Barbarian. Barbarian, which we should also talk about. Yeah, because uh, we both recently watched it, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I really <laughs> much enjoyed it. Um, was Lawrence Fishburne in part three? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I just saw him in this trailer, and I was like, "Oh shit, Lawrence he, Fishburne." He. Um, Oh shit! Let me not tell you anything, man, because you gotta watch it, bro. You gotta watch the movie. He's in part. He's in part one. He's in part two, and he's in part three. He's in all the parts. Oh shit! But okay. Uh, here's the thing: the the lore of John Wick is it's pretty cool. It's like thirteen year old me would be a fan of this world, uh, a, a world of assassins where uh, you have to get a call. There's a call center full of beautiful women with tattoos i mean that's already a plus for me um even at the age of 13 that was a plus um what else is in there um there's a code for everything 
Like there's a yeah, you gotta live by a code. I don't know. Is that a is that a Vin Diesel thing? He doesn't he doesn't live by code. Who lives by codes? Who does codes? Yeah, you can say Vin Diesel lives by code. I don't think he says that though. No, he doesn't say it, but you know, family is his code, right? That's his code. But there was somebody else who always said you gotta live by a code if you're you gonna live through this. Well, the whole move, the whole uh, lore of uh, of John Wick is pretty cool. It's, it, it's it's like to be honest, John Wick movies is something that I think uh, dare I say it, Michael Bay wished he would have made. Oof. <laughs> you don't think yeah. so? No, I think he is something that Michael Bay wished he would have made because it's like. It's 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 up his alley. The only only thing that is missing is like explosions. If if Michael Bay was to make a John Wick movie, there would be devastation in a city. There would be blocks of destruction. But I think if but you see if that was the case, then I don't think I would enjoy the movie because I think it, it that defeats the purpose of an assassin. Assassin wants to be quiet. Yeah. But very this, accurate. He ain't quiet in none of these movies. This guy is in nightclubs. But I notice he's a one-shot guy. Like, he's just going to aim for the head. Yeah. It's just nothing but headshots. So it's, like, quick. It's, like, I'm in and out type of thing. Oh, man. Oh, wait. In, uh, in part one, uh, did you see him use his jacket to block bullets? Yeah. Yeah. What you think about that? <laughs> it's one of those things you just accept. You're like, all right. That that is that what we're going with? All right, cool. I'm just gonna go along with bulletproof it. Uh, jackets. That he just <laughs> it just seems it just you know this this world's mechanics doesn't work in our own, but it just just looking at it, it just seems like I bet I guess we're going with it. Um, when they came up with the idea, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I even like the whole thing about like. Uh, I think it was in part one where he went to uh, the tailor and the tailor was talking about like different clothing and stuff like that, but he was really talking about like guns and shit. Mm. That's pretty cool. Like that's yeah. stuff that if, you know, you know, uh, if you like action, violent movies and stuff like that, you, you know, you seeing stuff like this, this is the kind of things that you, you would like uh, to have, you know, you would like to, to watch. And to be honest, man, I have to admit, like, I think John Wick is up there with assassins. I think he's better than 007. No, 007 is not an assassin. He's better than Mark Wahlberg and the big hit. A lot of people are bigger than Nah, than man. Mark, Mark Wahlberg was doing, he was breakdancing. You remember that? <laughs> he was breakdancing in the big hit, bro. Huh? You remember that, huh? Mark Wahlberg? Me? I was still breakdancing in the big hit, huh? What are you doing? So that, that's what these assassin <laughs> movies need is just that ridiculousness. You had Mark Wahlberg. Uh, breakdancing in the Born Identity. There's a scene where Matt Damon is falling down this like circular yeah. staircase, With and person, he yeah. has enough time to shoot people accurately as he's falling down. That's how slow he's falling yeah. down that he has time to actually like point and shoot. What other assassin can you can you imagine this world where all these assassin movies are like they're like canon, like all of them is canon, like. I would hate to get on somebody's toes, like get on somebody's nerves, because then I'm gonna have one of these motherfuckers trying to assassinate me in a grocery store, like the movie Wanted. Oh that guy God. who was uh, who was at the board meeting, who was just doing this, <laughs> ooh, get shot right in the fucking chest. Can you? It's like, oh man, and you know, people probably don't even think anything of it when somebody just get killed randomly 
They're like, oh, man, he must have got assassinated. But they definitely need to be in their own little world because you even said, well, so before we started recording, Pat made a good point that, like, they're, they're, it's like they're in their own world, kind of like how Euphoria yeah. was in their own world where teachers and adults didn't exist and authority didn't exist. Um, I, I guess that same rule applies to this world because if you look at the trailer for the new John Wick, mm-hmm. They basically are having a meeting in an area that is yeah. normally packed with tourists to the gills. So, <laughs> I yeah, it's it's really funny how uh, you're definitely like enthralled. You're immersed in this because this it, world. You know, it, I think everything in John Wick's world is just based on cool. This is like I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be misogynist when I say it, but it's like it's guy cool. You know yeah. What I mean? Going and back to the the one with the tattoos, who are the the what you call it the uh, the receptionist, not the receptionist, the call the operators uh, to the guns and the tailor, the what you call it, the lingo and stuff like that, the coins, the what's, what was the name of that uh, the building, the the hotel that they're staying at. What was the name of that base? Uh, well, they just say that's uh, if you're playing hide and seek, that's home base. Like nobody can't touch you there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody can touch you there because you go there and then you're protected by the concierge, the concierge. Oh, the concierge. The concierge. Where, but and they're also I think they're making either a movie or a TV show about that, and they're also making a, a TV show about uh, the ballerina. You don't know about that. There, mm. there's a there's a show that's going to be there's apparently there's this uh, this uh, this theater in John Wick universe. That John Wick got his training from, mm. and it's the ballerina, where they teach women how to do to you know to be ballerinas, but they also teach them how to be assassins. And I'm gonna butcher her name, uh, Anna de Armas. Okay, she's gonna be in that TV show. And based off of the whole uh, the what's that Gray Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. The Gray Man? The Gray Man. <laughs> gray guys, part two. These gray guys, you know what I mean? Based off of them, um, based based off that movie, yo, she I think she could do it. Yeah. I, I think she I she might that. be able to do some uh some of these uh these uh acrobatic uh moves that that I'm uh, expecting from uh the ballerina TV show or movie. I'm looking forward to it. Like this whole um immersive John Wick um world i i am i'm diving in head first even from the after the first movie i didn't think there was going to be a part two yeah but maybe they gave us one maybe leading up to when john wick comes out we could do like a top assassins movie yeah because I, I i really enjoyed bullet train yeah bullet train is a good movie bullet trains and you know i can see bullet train being in the same uh john wick universe like it seemed like everything is a cool moment. It just seems like the sun works in your favor. Yeah. In John Wick and in Bullet Train, because it's like if you if you're about to do something cool, it just seems like the sun is always at the right at the right position. The lighting is always perfect, and you're just gonna do some cool like. You see, I'm about to say the guy's name again. You remember when, uh, what's that fucking guy? Uh, Dean Martin, not Dean Martin. It's the guy who ran out who who killed himself. Uh, driving this car in California. Oh, James Dean. James Dean shit, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and we said when we said this before on the podcast how um there was always talks about like a Star Wars TV show or, or a video game 
based off of just like bounty hunters, yeah. it should be in the style of John Wick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I, I don't. Well, I mean, since uh, Disney uh, has, you know, they're putting up like some R-rated or NA-rated uh, stuff, not NA, uh, mature-rated stuff on Disney Plus. I could see them doing something going the way of John Wick, or even shit. I mean, uh, Mandalorian. Remember the first episode when they when he chopped the guy in half yeah. by closing the door? That was some dope stuff. I get, I would love to see them do like a bounty hunter TV show that's set in the Star Wars uh, universe, and it's just like a whole bunch of like, you know, killing, but like bad people doing. But with style, yeah, with style. Yeah, especially the way that like the way that John Wick uh, fights and stuff is just it's so, yo know, the the everything <laughs> everything around John Wick in his universe is always wet, bro. The ground is wet. The it just looked like they just came like it just finished raining. Yeah, and the moves like the the fighting moves is so fucking clean. It's just like it, it's like man, this thing is like. It's poetry and fucking motion. The reflection from the fucking ground because it's wet and the air, every the alleyways look so nice, but they look dirty because you can see the trash cans, you can see the you can see the uh, the 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 what you call it the the derelicts in in the streets going through the trash. But it's like yo, but that derelict, he's an assassin too. <laughs> he's an assassin too, and he'll kill anybody as well. And it's, it, it's like it, it is a cool. It's a cool, uh, it's a cool world that I, you know, you just want to be a part of. Uh, next up, we have uh, Creed Three. So we just finished watching the trailer. I definitely got uh, vibes of uh, the movie Warrior. I was thinking the same thing because uh, the the whole family and brothers uh, connection. Even though I don't think they're like they're like blood brothers, I think they were more. Um, they grew up in the same neighborhood, kind of thing. I really did like. The this trailer out of all the Creed trailers, I think this is my uh, favorite one. Yeah, the and I could be wrong, but what I'm predicting is, yeah, they're childhood friends, but something happened in which he took the fall for it. He took the fall for it and ended up in prison. And even though he wants his shot at being a boxer, he also wants to get back. Yeah, at uh, at the main character. Yeah, and yo, his muscles—they look like prison muscles, bro. They're like muscles that you get in prison, bro. Been in there for eighteen years. It's like it's. Not- I don't know, bro. He guy looks like a CrossFit guy, bro. I don't <laughs> like know. A what do you think they're doing over there, man? Because they are defined. Those like, muscles are defined, dude. bro. Not yo, and to get that cut and that big, it's not just muscles, bro. You had to get on a strict diet. Yeah. That dude, is a strict protein that's, diet. That's like one of those. Uh, remember when uh, three hundred came out? And uh, they were they were interviewing the people who uh, you know the cast, and they were saying uh, what they were doing in between takes. Like people were like working out in between takes just to yeah. keep uh, keep the build up. I feel most definitely like they had to do that during the Creed three because I knew that people were talking about like how he looked in uh, Creed three in the posters because I think he did like a I'm gonna say Vanity Fair spread or something like that, and and the women were going crazy. I was like, what the hell is going on? And now since I've seen the Creed 3 trailer, I'm like, oh, this dude is like buff, dog. This, yeah. And you, you said it off the off uh, off camera. You were saying like, yo, I, I get it why this guy is uh, the villain in, uh, <laughs> in, in, uh, in the MCU. Yeah, because yeah. 
because you know you first see him and you're like, oh, this dude, this like, dude is like it's crazy because they had to CGI um, Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. but this guy doesn't need CGI. He doesn't need he's it at all. that big. Yeah, it, it he's intimidating. Though he was intimidating even in uh, what's the name of that TV show that was on HBO that he's in uh, Lovecraft Country. Mm. Even as a hero, it was like it's like you. You you know that you know that you're good because this dude is like, but he was beating up people. Well, he didn't really beat up anybody because he couldn't because it was a, uh, the, it was Jim Crow days, so he really couldn't do anything because he would have got lynched. But yeah, man, it was like, he, he had a presence and it, it it shows in this trailer, man. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I want to know if they're gonna make it so like. It's gonna you know because nowadays in uh, you know action movies and stuff like that they. Back in the day when they used to have a, a villain, mm-hmm. you only went for the hero. Yeah. Because the way the, the the story was told about the villain, you really didn't give a fuck. You're like, oh, this guy's a bad guy. Now, we're at the point where we're at the precipice, let me use that fucking word, that you don't know who to fucking, like, to, to, to side with sometimes. Because you're like, oh, this guy has a point. Yeah. This guy has a point, you know what I mean? But I want to know if they're going to go that route or they're just going to go the route of... Uh, here's Creed. Um, his friend took the fall. He didn't help out his friend at all. And uh, his friend is a bad guy trying to kill people. And the only person who could, who could put him down is Creed. I, I, if they're going to go that route, that's fine. But I would really like it if they were go the route of, like, there's some type of, like, you see the evil in Creed and you see the evil in uh, in uh, the, the, what you call it, the, the the I forgot his name, but you also see the evil in him too, because that would be it would make it worth watching twice. <laughs> yeah, back in the back in the seventies, um, there there it looked like there was a wave of movies coming out that just had not necessarily villains or heroes, just anti heroes, mm-hmm. where like they weren't necessarily evil, but at the same time, the shit that they were doing wasn't yeah. always good too. Like Charles so, Bronson. Charles Bronson, uh, the French Connection, yeah. uh, Chinatown, like had a bunch of antiheroes, yeah. and then Star Wars came out in 1977, and it was like that breath of fresh air because people were like, okay, now we could finally see good versus evil. But now it seems like it's going back to that era of bringing back antiheroes again because uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever just came out, uh, which we're gonna go see after the podcast. And everyone's talking about Namor. Namor is not a villain, but he's not a hero. He's just an anti-hero. And it's, dude, I've I've, I've seen so many TikToks of people going crazy over his character. Mm-hmm. Now they're thinking. Now there's rumors that they're they're gonna make a movie just based off of his character being that. like angry and you know he he feels betrayed by the human race and all this stuff, and he's just doing stuff for his people. They're not. They're not gonna do that. No. Disney. They're not gonna do that. Why would they? Why? Why would they do that? They're not going to do that. Like, most, most likely we might get a um, a Namor movie, but guaranteed it's going to be like him going, like maybe in the beginning of the movie he's going to be bad, he's going to be a bad guy, but at the end he's going to find the error of his ways or something like that. No, but in the comics he was always an anti-hero. Yeah. He was never. Well, I mean, Punisher's an anti-hero. And now Disney owns it. Yeah, but have we seen anything about Punisher? I think they're. I think they're gonna. 
Well, shit. Like I would like to bring him back. I, I would like to see Punisher go at nah. Punisher would get killed by Namor. I didn't know how strong that motherfucker was. Bro. I think Moon Knight was like the their their transition into it. Because mm-hmm. Moon Knight, yeah, he's not a bad guy, but he's not good either. Like not he good. he well, fucks people up. He's got multiple personality kind of thing. That that, that is weird too. That you, you know what's crazy? It's like one thing I do like about TikTok is that you get to see videos and people's reviews on people who actually live that life in real life kind of mm. thing. Like somebody who has multiple uh, multiple personality disorder, they get to have their opinion on like, you know, like... Uh, like how accurate it is and yeah, stuff? Yeah, how accurate it is. Even though like me personally, I'm like, oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was a cool show for what it was. But then, you know, they dive in deep saying that this is not how it, how it is. Or some people saying that, nah, this is exactly how it is. I'm like, damn, man, that is... Uh, that's a thought that I, I never really thought about, kind of thing, and you know, it just it just shows you like different um, different viewpoints, which I I am a fan of that. Uh, you know, TikTok does that, and um, shoot, I mean, hopefully we can get on that same board that people find us. Uh, <laughs> we, we we can review a, a video about uh, maybe I can review a video about a, a superhero who's a fat black guy in his thirties. Uh, <laughs> And that'll be I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, as a fat black, as a fat, uh, I would like to say that, um, yeah, this is how we get down. <laughs> this is how we get down because, uh, shit, is it Tuesday? You got me. Yeah, I'll be there. Taco Tuesday, discounted food, you got me. I'll be there kind of shit. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're if they're going to uh, go that route. But, I mean, there's got to be some uh, heavy set uh, superheroes out there that they can basically uh, – Throw a black person out there, so I can so I can relate to. I mean, that's the that's the thing that's going on right now, right? Every, everything is relatability. Yeah, everything is. Re- how can how can people relate to this? And I love that. I love that because you know there's there's nothing better than like experiencing the world from someone else's uh, viewpoint, and you getting enlightened by that. I love that shit. So. Um, uh, next up, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Yeah. So this trailer dropped. Uh, I want to say before Halloween, right? Yeah. It dropped before Halloween, and I have to admit, man, like the Ant Man trailers, they don't hit. They don't hit as hard because they don't have a. Uh, forgot that uh, the Spanish dude in it, man. Oh. They don't got him. They don't got him. They don't got Ti in it. So. They don't hit as hard, bro. Are they not going to be in this movie? I don't know. I don't know, man. But it ain't looking. It's looking like it's more of a family function than it is a uh, a friend thing. You know what I mean? Because uh, the the first the first Ant Man it was about like him and his friends, and uh, like like him going to jail, him and his friends kind of thing, and that was it. And then the second one was uh, him being on house arrest, his friends having their own business. It was like a little side story. And then uh, him, uh, you know, uh, getting together with uh, uh, I forgot her, I forgot her name, with Wasp. And then this third movie, I'm thinking that just gonna be him, Wasp, and his uh, uh, what his daughter that he had from the previous marriage. That's what I think it's gonna be about. I think his daughter is gonna be the new Wasp, and. Um, I don't know if they're going to be in it. If they are going to be in it, it's going to be like a small part. A small part. 
Because they don't even tell you if... Because uh, we don't even know if they stayed during the blip. Or did they disappear? Or maybe we might find out. Because remember there was that one scene in uh, Spider-Man where the guy was on the airplane when they were going to... Uh, when they were going to Paris, and the guy said, you know that my wife, uh, she she faked like she was in a blip? Yo, I have never laughed so hard in my life, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was scripted, but I couldn't have been an, an extra in that in one of those seats acting like I'm sleeping and heard that shit. He said, you know my wife, she, she faked that she was in a blip for four years. <laughs> yeah, we found her when she was in, uh, I don't know, in... In Miami or something like that, bro. That shit was so fucking funny. And his dry delivery was just like you don't know how to read it. Like if it was a sad story or if it was just like a funny story. But man, that shit was good. So I'm I'm uh I'm looking forward to uh Ant-Man. I'm looking forward to all these movies. How about you? Yeah. No, um, I'm I'm also really really interested. Um, I do think. Uh, for some reason, the first two Ant-Man movies, I think, has been, in my opinion, the weaker of the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it was because of the villain, um, because I think Paul Rudd is great. I think, you know, keep him funny, but also add in the action. But for some reason, the the villains, I, I, I always felt like they were kind of weak. Um Jonathan Majors now being Jonathan Kang Majors, and 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 being the new like he's going to be like the new major villain that's going to replace uh Thanos. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for. I've noticed that yeah, Thanos was so big that now they got to make these villains even bigger. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Kang and how and show how powerful he really is going to be. Um I also have a feeling they're going to I have a feeling this is going to somehow tie into Fantastic Four and all that other stuff. Um, so I don't know why I'm having a feeling they're going to somehow throw in Galactus. They're going to somehow throw in... Um, Mutants? Uh, no, what's the dude? Um, Doctor Doom? No, the dude with the big face. The huge fucking... Oh, the... That they like made a Krang? Netflix... Sh- they, they, <laughs> yeah, the that they made a Netflix show on. They made, like, an animated show. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I have a feeling they're going to throw him in there somewhere. Um, MODOK. MODOK. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to throw in... And him. the way that I found it was <laughs> Marvel Villain with a big head. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, I'm excited to see that you know to, to see how this is going to transition into the new era of Marvel. Um, just based off of early, like early reactions to this new Black Panther movie, I, I do think that okay, this Ant Man Black Panther um, are basically the transition into like this new era of Marvel, where mm-hmm. the villains are just going to be like larger than life, and instead of just being physically strong. They're strong in the fact that you know they continue, they control these alternate universes and stuff. I'm I'm really excited to see that. So so what, what's your thoughts on um, on Phase Four in general? Like people have like mixed feelings about Phase Four with the you know the TV shows and the movies that have I think released. I think it was the TV shows. I think the TV shows, in my opinion, kind of diluted it. They oh okay they I, diluted. I, I think it was I, I think it was a dilution. Okay. I think. Black Panther is, I think, the reason why it's getting such a strong reaction. It's because it's going back to that, like, 
oh, we're anticipating it for a long period of time, and then the movie comes out, and it's this big, epic action, yeah. rather than, oh, this new series came out, but as I'm watching it, a brand new other series came out, and I got to jump back and forth, yeah. and it doesn't have as much action as the movie, and so, because that's the thing, I was trying to get into She-Hulk, mm-hmm. but then Miss Marvel came out, and then this came out, and that came out, and I was like, all jumping back and forth, and... I never really got to finish Moon Knight, so I had to jump back to that too. And there's all this jumping back and forth that I kind of miss just enjoying this one epic movie and then waiting for the next one. And like that anticipation starts building up. So, um, like, I'm excited. I'm excited for yeah. Ant Man. I'm more excited about Ant Man than these last couple shows that came out. Put yeah. it like that. Yeah, maybe I do agree with you on that because I do feel that it was. It was a lot of TV shows. It was a, to be honest, it was it was a lot of content. I think what happened was that um, during the pandemic, you know, everybody was home and stuff like that, and we had a lot of time to watch all these TV shows. But after that, you know, after in like twenty twenty one, we 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 went outside. We started working more. We started we started getting our lives back together. So these TV shows and uh, you know and these movies. Like they, it's like they kept the same energy from uh, from COVID. Yeah. Like they did not put they they didn't let up on their fucking foot. They just kept on giving us all this fucking content, and it was just it was too much to watch. Sometimes when people would ask me a question about like, oh, how was this? Well, how was this show? Yo, I will feel nothing. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I saw it. I don't know how to feel about it. Um. It's cool. I watched it. It, it was uh, it was what it was. Um, give me something else. Like, yo, this Black Panther, we didn't even try to. Well, I was, well we, we didn't rent a theater because fucking October was fucking busy as shit. Yeah. So that's why we didn't rent no theater. But it was still like, God damn, man. Like, I hope that we're getting back to like, okay, well, we have maybe one TV show to watch. Maybe two big movie that's coming out every season. Like we got one, then we have one that's coming out in spring, which the Ant Man one, and I think we have one that's coming out in uh, summer. Then we have another one that's coming out in fall and winter, which I'm looking forward to all those movies. But I don't want them to, which are once again to be diluted with just a whole bunch of TV shows. And on top of that, when people like, even if you do watch the episode. People talking about it on all your fucking social medias. It's like they nitpicking the thing. I get it. I get it. It's cool content. But it's like it's too much. It's too much Marvel, too much DC, too much fun. You you can have too much fun, and that's way too much. I, it's too much fucking cake for, uh, for, for me to eat. And that's what they're doing every time they talk about this or they dissecting that, and then they like to talk about the comic book. That that's uh, affiliated with the fucking show and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, yo, just chill. And I gotta scroll up. No heart, no nothing. There should be a thumbs down button on TikTok. Uh, my my belief. But man, it's just uh, it, it's just too much. I do. I, but I don't know. That's why I like. I I don't know how to feel about like Phase Four. I do. I do feel like this is the beginning of of something. But I. 
my heart as, is not as into it as I was when they started Phase One with uh, you know Iron Man and all the, and Captain America and stuff like that. Maybe it's because we're already uh, we've already re- went down that roller coaster. We've, yeah, we've already climbed. We've already came down that roller coaster. So now we're just we're just here for the ride. It's fun. Like I'm having fun, but like enjoying these things. But I'm not as invested as I was. When you know watching uh, Iron Man and uh, you know the first uh, first Avenger and stuff like that, I'm not I'm not as inve- invested. Like I'm more invested into like other movies and yeah. other TV shows that have nothing to do with uh, DC or Marvel at all. Like uh, the show that we uh, that we're going to talk about, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Cabinet of Curiosity. Yeah. I'm not sure if anybody's ever seen this show, but that show is the best thing on Netflix this fall. Yeah. It, I, I'm surprised like nobody has ever nobody's talked about it on like like a horror a, a horror TV show a horror movie podcast because I didn't I didn't find out about it until like late and when I watched it it was pretty good. I still have like two or three more episodes. But what I've seen of it, I'm like, yo, this is brilliant. And what's your thoughts, Kevin? Nah, um, <clears throat> I strongly agree. Uh, this is for those who don't know. This is um, basically like Guillermo del Toro's uh, version of, I guess, you know, Twilight Zone or uh, Black Mirror, Outer Limits. Um, one thing Alfred though, Hitchcock presents. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock presents. Um, what's great about this though is that man, it gets straight to the meat and potatoes really fast. Um, a lot of these short stories, though, um, were actually <laughs> written by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, some of them were written by Guillermo del Toro. Some of them were written by H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Some of them by just you know what's independent funny? writers. I felt it, bro. I felt that some of this shit was H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Uh, with the one that's about um, the storage facility. That was actually Guillermo del Toro. Really? Yeah. Guillermo del Toro wrote that story. That yeah. monster gave me H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. But Guillermo del Toro is a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft, so you can see the influence there. Uh, but like the witch house, um, the Pikmin's model, um, which is, wait, which one was Pikmin's model? Oh, the the dude that um that was painting the monsters, and then the other guy gets like that's the that's over. the one that I left off on that I didn't see. I think the last one that I that I remember watching was uh, the Grave Robber. I, that was the that was the one that I was like, damn, this shit is really fucking good. The Grave Robber one to me terrified me because uh, I'm not a fan of like. Closed in spaces, and he went down that. Oh yeah, room. it's a very claustrophobic. Yeah, episode. that shit was fucking terrifying. And he went down there, and then he saw this big ass fucking rat, and then he. The ending of it was just disgusting. Yeah, it, it, it was by far right as of right now. I haven't finished watching it, but that was my favorite one that I. Did you see the viewing? The one that's supposed to be in the eighties that has the dude from uh, what's his name, Peter Weller, I believe. Um, it, it it's basically an '80s one. He grabs a group of people to show them a meteorite that he collected. No, I haven't seen that one. Oh my god, that's my favorite one. So, 
all all of the stories look like they take place like in the Victorian era um, or the Peter Wellings, Peter Weller, Peter Weller come out of RoboCop. Yeah. And, yo, his character reminds me of the Bill from Kill Bill, like the way he talks and his Mm -hmm. style and like his cool demeanor. Exactly, it reminded me so much of Kill Bill. So all the other stories take place in that like Renaissance period, almost not Renaissance. I would say yeah, Victorian era, mm-hmm. um, except for the first one with the dude with the storage unit. Yeah, um, but also the viewing. It's it's basically an eighties one, um, and it's this like super rich guy who gathers a group of people. And they're all really good at what they do. Like, he gets a musician who's, you know, like an all-star musician. He gets a astrophysicist. He gets all these people, puts them in a room at his mansion. And he's like, I want to create something amazing with you guys. Uh, But in order for that to happen, we need to unlock our brains. And then he makes them do a drug, um, like a, a specific form of cocaine, gets them really high. And then he goes, I've discovered something, and you guys are the only ones that are going to see it. And he shows them this meteorite um, that he discovered. And he's like, I, I, I feel like we could do something big. And, and it kind of plays off of, like, um, those secret societies that people talk about, like mm. the, the, the richest and most powerful and smartest people in the room, you know, doing this weird shit together. Um, and then something crazy happens. I'm not going to say what it is, but something crazy happens. Yo, the way that it was shot. It has like that grainy 1980s oh, nice. look to it. Um, the music is so good. It's like this 80s like synthesized music. Um, but it's so like but the meat and potatoes of that episode is not even the actual meteorite itself. It's them leading up to it. They're in a room just talking. The dialogue is so fucking good that I watched it multiple times. Like whoever wrote that dialogue did such a good job. And it really did feel like. Like, I was watching, like, Kill Bill, the TV series. Like, damn. Yeah. yeah it, like, it, it, it sounded like like Quentin Tarantino wrote the dialogue for that uh, for that scene. It's just them talking about how amazing they are and, you know, their, their ideas and stuff. Really, really good stuff. But, yeah, if you haven't seen this series, definitely check it out. Like I said before, every episode gets straight to the point. It gets straight to the horror it gets straight to the sci-fi really, really fast. Um, visual effects are fantastic. Uh, cinematography on each episode, fantastic. And yeah, man, I, I hope they do more more episodes, more seasons, because I think this one definitely deserves it. I um, I also watch VHS 99. Oh, how was that? That one was pretty good, too. Yeah. That one's a... Uh, you know how they have like um uh in between in between like the actual uh horror shorts they always show you like uh what's it about kind of thing so the what's it about was just uh a, i guess a kid who was basically um playing with his toy uh soldiers he was just making a like actually he was doing like a prisoner of war kind of thing with some Nazi soldiers and uh what you call it some uh, some German sh- soldiers and some Russian soldiers he was doing that but the actual stories were pretty fucking good there was one day that I I, I just turned on shutter and you know uh on shutter uh, I said this before that they have like three different categories 
that just play. Like, as soon as you turn it on, it'll just play a movie. And I watched uh, one movie that I do not know what the name of, but I watched it from, I'm going to say from middle to end. It was pretty good. Uh, not a lot of people died, but uh, it seemed like uh, they were talking some, they were talking a lot of smack. But that movie did come on, like uh, VHS did come on afterwards. And I sat there and the, the, they, they had, the first movie was kind of like The Craft. It was kind of like The Craft. No, okay. no, that was the second movie. It was about like a sorority, like a a sorority house that uh, one one of the pledges wanted to uh, pledge to the house, and they said that you have to wait, you have to sit in this cemetery, in this coffin, for twenty four hours. There's enough air in this coffin, in this cemetery, for you to do this this whole thing. Then it starts to rain. It starts to rain, right? So as soon as it starts to rain, she's in this coffin with a camera. The sorority girls are like, "Oh, maybe we should get her out." Cops come, they leave her, and say, "Oh, we'll just come back as soon as uh, as soon as the what you call it, the cops leave." All you see is just daylight. They're like, "Oh shit, water in the in the what you call it in the the what you call it over the coffin. All it's filled up. They go in there, they look, and say, "There's nobody in there. There's nobody at all." They say, okay, we don't tell anybody about this shit. They leave, they turn off the camera, boom, all you see is each of them in a coffin with the camera, just like the girl was. Bro, which is like fucking claustrophobia. <laughs> Bro, that shit is fucking terrifying. And then you find out that uh, they're over here trying to bang, like, get me out of here, get me out of here kind of shit. They've done this before in the past, and they killed the person in the past. That's Rory. But they were just trying to tell a story. So you see that she comes back and she said, you know what? You know what happened? I made a deal with uh, with the one that you did that you did this with before. And she told me if I bring you guys back, then I'll live. I was like, holy shit. It's some good ass stories, man. Like people are telling these shorts and, and, uh, and these horse shorts in and, and a beautiful way, man. And I fucking love it, man. I I am a fan of it. I think it seems to me that so I guess Netflix's like best series mm-hmm. happen to be either like they're all dark like Stranger Things yeah uh, the death uh, Love Death and Robots yeah Cabinet Curiosities like maybe this uh, is something that they should just capitalize on. And what just, was that other one that w- that we were talking about? We wish that they brought back about the serial killers. Oh, the Mine Hunter. Mine Hunter. Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah. Maybe maybe they can they can yeah. possibly give Shudder a run for its money. I don't um, know, man. Shudder got some no? originals on there, man, that yeah. are pretty good, bro. There's another one that I saw that was uh called um The Neighbors, where these this, this guy, he uh him and his wife get a house up in like uh I don't know, some rich neighborhood and they have a party and um, I guess he just gets the house just because he wants to showboat like he has money, but he doesn't have enough money to, you know, cover, yeah. you know, everything. And all his friends start to leave, but then there's these two people who are here who are not friends that, oh, no, we're neighbors kind of stuff. But then as they start to talk and stuff like that, you see that they're nitpicking the guys, him and his wife's, like, whole life kind of thing. Like, oh, so, oh, so your wife... Uh, before she met you, she she knew a rock star. She knew a person who was who was in a band and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, but you know we don't even talk about that kind of stuff. It says 
oh, but she still has his number in, in her phone. How about we just look at her phone? It's right on the table right there. How about we just go look at it? You know, he goes over there and looks. Oh, the last phone call was like a day ago. Oh, it wasn't a missed phone call, too. Like, he picked it up. So it was like that stuff is happening. So then they start to find out that, oh, these people who who was the couple, they never they don't live in that neighborhood at all. These people are uh, basically, they used to live in that same house. And that house, the reason why he, he's able to get that house is because somebody died. A family died in that house. Mm. Then you find out that that couple, their brother and sister, which threw me off because they were the way that they were dancing and acting. Some, I thought they were like, oh, they, oh, these, they, they married, but now nah, they're brother and sister. And apparently, they killed their father and mother, and then they blame it on somebody who, what you call it, who, who, who came into their house and tried to kill them. So then they ended up killing the next door neighbors because they went to that house. But like, okay, we're just gonna go home, and they act like they were going inside the house. Boom, and they forced their way in, and then they killed that. They they killed that family that was in uh, in that house right there. It was it was amazing, bro. It, it's a it's a dope ass movie. Um, there was also that other one that I keep on telling you guys that that's fucking crazy about the glory hole and uh, <laughs> I. I'm not gonna say any more about that movie because it's just it's worth watching. And on top of that, it has a little Lovecraftian uh, vibe to it. With uh, Cthulhu or whatever the name of that fucking yeah. monster is, it, it, that motherfucker's in there. So that one, uh, what other movie that I saw? There was another movie that's on a uh, uh, Shutter called. Um, damn, what's the name of it? Let me see if I can pull it up. It came from. Oh, this is a new one. Haven't seen that. Mandrake. Haven't seen that one. Uh, movies. Get to it. Get to it. It's it's a it's a movie. It's supposed to play out just like how uh, found footage. Okay. But it's a guy who is streaming. He he goes to a haunted he goes to a haunted house and he's streaming at the haunted house and he starts to do like some crazy stuff to summon a demon. And then one of his uh, viewers... And it's all live? It's all live. So one of his viewers ends up going to the house with him and says, how do you know I was here? How do you know how to get down? He says, oh, since while well, I was watching your stream and I, I, live in a, I live in a town. So she's over here helping him do all this stuff. And then you find out that, no, she is the person who's in the house. She is the, the witch woman kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking dope. And they have the new season of Creep Show, so they have the new season of Creep Show, and they're dropping out a, a new episode every week. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of even even though we're not in the the Halloween season anymore. If you still want your horrors, they're they're always there. Like they got this movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Five. <laughs> part Five. Didn't even know there was a Part Five to this. Oh, I think they have them all. Yep. Part four, part three. Nope, they stop. Alone in the dark. Yeah. I'm a you know what? I'm a fan of a horror movie that's that has like a a holiday attached to it. Yeah. It's it's like it, it's fun. It's like snakes on a plane. You know what I mean? It's it's like it, 
yo, you know, like going into in going into those movies, you know that it's not gonna be the greatest. You know. But you know what you're gonna get? You're gonna get some dope ass kills. You're gonna get some uh maybe some funny line one liners and uh shit. What else possible? You're gonna get like some cameo from uh, a classic horror uh uh what you call it uh uh what you call it actor or actress you're gonna get you're gonna get some of those in those movies guaranteed mm-hmm. so what else do we got to talk about how are we gonna go see uh black panther after this yeah uh anything you're looking forward to for wakanda forever I I hope they show more of actual Wakanda, like the actual city itself. I think they, I think they should. Did we see? Did we not see Wakanda the city at all? No, nah, you did. Uh, in the in the first one, they they do show it, but I think they more show a of, lot of it. Yeah, like like different sections of it, and 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 more of the actual culture. Yeah, I would like to see more of it. I think they're gonna show more of it on this one. Um, a buddy of mine, he, he went to go see it on, uh, I want to say Friday. He went at 11 o'clock in the morning to go watch that fucking shit. And he said that that shit was fucking packed. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so far. Um, he said that shit was fucking packed, man. And I'm like, no. Nah. I said, on a Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning? As of today, mm-hmm. um, the movie has already grossed $180 million in the United States and $150 million worldwide. So a total of three hundred and thirty million so far. Can you imagine getting on the back end of that, bro? How much did it cost to make? It couldn't have been that much. Uh nah, yeah. A budget of two hundred and fifty million. Oh, so I already made. There. Yeah, they were getting they already, <laughs> they made, already made it. They already made it. First weekend. They already surpassed it first weekend. That is amazing. So by man. the end of this month, it's gonna be Definitely a billion dollar movie. You know what? I I, I know I, we don't we don't say this shit a lot. We got to make a movie, bro. <laughs> Not even for the money, but just for just for the reasons, bro. Just thinking about like the people that we know. You know, people who have a movie idea would would kill a relative for the connections that we have. <laughs> If you think about it, bro. Yeah. Like, just for the people who we know and shit like that who are just like, yeah, I'm down. So what do you need? Oh, we need a camera. Yeah, okay. But you got the script. Yeah, 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 we got the script and everything. All we just need is you. All right, cool. Bro, so many motherfuckers would just be down just for that. Be like, yo, you got to tell me what date and shit like that, and they'll just show up. I do. I would like to make a horror comedy movie. Not like Tucker and Dale or something like that, but because that shit is, but something like that. Because it just seems like, not because it's doable, but, but shit, it is. <laughs> it's fucking doable. I mean, we got people, yeah, I mean, we've got motherfuckers who know how to do makeup and shit. We know fucking cosplay yeah. actors and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, we know makeup artists. Yeah, makeup artists and stuff like that. So it's like, what's what's preventing us from doing it? Us. Is this uh, podcast going to turn into a production company? We seen to productions. Can you imagine that shit? Oh my god, a dream within a dream, bro. <laughs> I I hope so. You know what? Fuck that. 
We're gonna make it happen. We gotta we gotta make it happen. We have a we have a partial script. Oh damn. Dust off that shit. Yeah. That shit is uh I still have it. That that shit needs a dusting. <laughs> but yeah, man, I seriously do believe that we need to we need to make something. Because it seems like every time I try to get to together with people to to do something like that, the 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 talk that I see other people have online when they're talking about making a script and shit like uh, to to make a movie or a feature or a short or something, they're always like, "All you gotta do is just find the people who who can help you. You know, somebody who could do uh, you know, audio, who could do camera, who could do lighting." And I was like, "I got those." <laughs> I got those. What so so? What else is it? So after you do that, you know, you already have your script already written and stuff like that. All you got to do is just set a date for everything. Just set a date. That's it. And it's like, that's it. No, we know we've done this. Yeah, we've done this. It's, it's, it's more, more than that. It. But maybe it. instead of doing a full feature length, yeah. we could do a, an anthology series like yeah. Cabinet of Curiosities, and then let everyone direct one. Yeah. So we see the different styles. I, I was telling, I was uh, asking uh, Tyler because you know he he's been going to all these film festivals and stuff like that, and I was like, "Yo, is there a fucking film festival?" Because we're, we, you know, he 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 has he has to go to a film festival in December and in January. But I was like, "Bro, is there a film festival for just like rom coms, like in in February that you can just like." Anybody who has a fucking rom-com could just submit their short into a rom-com film festival. He said, nah, there isn't one. I'm like, I think that'll be pretty. He said, yo, that'll be pretty funny. You just have a, a rom-com film festival. Oh, wait. Did you think I was talking about uh, Dinner for Two? I was talking about the horror movie that I was writing. That Which one is that? That, uh... The... Well, you don't got to say it on, on here. I want people to take that shit. But, oh, uh, you talking about that one? That... Man, but then we, then we get deflated because there was a fucking movie that came. But out. I, I still think we could. <laughs> I, I still think we can. We can alter it because you even said it. Like if we add comedy into it, yeah, we can definitely alter it. Yeah, oof, that shit was coming out good too, and then these motherfuckers came out with a good movie, good concept, hell of a concept. I do like that shit. I say yeah. You fly everybody to Detroit. <laughs> you know what's crazy was that I was actually picturing that being Detroit? The, the backdrop. Well, I mean, shit. After Barbarian. No, and and so the movie's supposed to take place on Devil's Night, which yeah. is the night before. Do you know where all of that came from? Mm. Look it up, Detroit. Really? Yeah. People used to like set houses on fire on In Devil's Detroit? Night. Yeah, on the day before Halloween. Do they still do that? Uh, I don't know, but that but I wanted the movie to take place back in that time when that was a thing. What's up with Detroit, bro? <laughs> they seem like it says Mad Max out there, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie Brick Mansions with uh, Paul Walker? It, mm-hmm. it takes place in Detroit. It, there, there's parts of Detroit called the Brick Mansions where like not even cops go to. For real? Yeah. Fuck, man. That shit is wild, man. It, it, it's funny that Detroit has become like the the backdrop for anybody who wants to do like a horror movie because it's like, oh man, that man, you know, and, and you know she starts to run, uh, you know, uh, she's getting scared by these monsters and stuff like that, and the backdrop is Detroit. Everybody, like, oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, Detroit what? always 
Fucking <laughs> RoboCop took place in yeah, Detroit, man. It did. Where it was like, nah, it man, fuck this it is did. the worst of the worst. It was the future, and it still looked bad, bro. <laughs> it looked gritty, man. It was. I remember it was like. Remember that uh, in part one when the guy was he got his body melted and shit. That he was like at a steel mill or whatever the fuck. Yeah. That shit was rough, man. <laughs> he tried to come to his friend. <laughs> he just threw him off. I'm like, get him off of me. What the fuck? <laughs> man, that is that's fucking wild. Oh man, I think that's been our episode. But yeah, we need to come up with a fucking, uh, a fucking um, a concept. And well, we already got a concept and everything. Delivery. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. But let me play us out. Oh, I know what it is. It's always because. Turn on the sound. Yes. With all that being said, I've been your host, Pat. And this is Kev. And we've been us, and y'all been hot. Y'all, I hope everybody had a ball. Catch you next week. Peace. Peace.